Rika Technologies and GodandAppIdea.com present this week's episode of Incubate This in partnership with The Rika Show. Hello, everybody. We're here talking to Cynthia Delario, the CEO of Rika Tech. We've worked with Cynthia for, gosh, 10, 12, 15 years by now. And this is another installment in our Getting to Know You series. And so, Cynthia, we have some questions for you so we can get to know you. Yay! Um, I'd like to know about you personally and, and also how you got into software and programming. And how old were you then and what interested you? Yeah, so I actually started programming when I was eight years old. Um, my mom was taking a series of classes to learn like networking and things like that. And one of them was a visual basic class. And I love to read. I cannot get enough of books. And she had a visual basic book sitting next to our computer. And I saw it and immediately was like, yes, I need to be reading that. And I sat down and, you know, started going through all the exercises. And it was really satisfying to like type something in and then over here, like, orbs and graphs and things like that were like flying around the screen. And from that time I was hooked. She, she would go to the library and get me more books. And, uh, I took my first internet class when I was 12, um, at a community college in Joliet, Illinois. It was the first time I'd ever been in a room with a Mac. Uh, we were always PC people and it was actually a Mac lab. It was all Apple computers. And I was pretty sure that the walls were going to cave in. Which didn't happen. Uh, but my teach, my professor saw how, how much I loved doing programming. And we talked about it a lot. And so he showed me in the original Netscape browser. This was back when Archie was the only search engine. He showed me how to right-click and view source. And he said, so you can see how people are doing the things that they're doing on the Internet. And that's how, that's how you can start to learn how to program for the Internet. And that was, that was like, mind-blowing for me. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. I mean— the best people I know are the ones who, I just tried it and I got hooked. Yes. Like it's like it, it's an addiction. Yes. What do you wish you had known when you started out? I wish that I would have had someone in my life who was a mentor about what to do with success. You know, I had I had some early success in my career um, that that brought a lot of money and a lot of um, accolades and stuff early on, and I didn't know what to do with any of it. And so both times within six to six to 12 months after being successful, I was broke and like in dire straits again. And so I mm -hmm. wish that early on somebody had told me, what do you do with money? And, or, you know, how do you, how do you handle big success when it happens? How do you build on the last success to make a next big success? Yeah, exactly. Well, next question is if you could give a piece of advice to your 18-year-old self, what would it be and why? And it sounds like you kind of just yeah. talked about that. You think finding a mentor is a... Yeah, I would say be prepared for success before it happens. You need an education in personal finance. I mean, I mean, I think about all the all the schools that I went to and all the colleges that I went to and all of the education that I received and none of it prepared me for the first really major thing that happened in my life, which was selling my first company. I was completely unprepared. And I uh, literally it was nine months later, I was living in my car and scratching my head going, what happened? How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> heads come through again. That's right. Um, what are you curious about right now? I love where our company is right now because we're in that place where 
we've figured out what we're trying to do. We can talk about it really well. We're getting really, really good at executing on it. And all of that is sort of like building up this pressure that at some point is going to arc into, you know, consistent inbound leads and like all of the things that it takes to grow a company. Right. And we're right in that like painful period where every day you're like, oh, this is never going to (laughs) work. So what I'm curious about is. You know, this is the this is the fourth company that I've built. So this and actually I was thinking about it last night and I have actually built other companies that weren't successful. This is the fourth fairly successful company I've built. And what I'm curious about is how can I take my personal experience in this moment because I've been through it enough times myself and help the entrepreneurs that we work with keep the faith and keep that energy and keep going in the middle of it, right? Like that's the difference between mere mortals and entrepreneurs <laughs> mm. is the ability to be in this moment, like where we are right now and keep going and not give up and say, well, cause it really would be easier to do something else. I mean, it just would, it would be easier to go to, go to a company and get a job and let them worry about bringing in business and just tell me what to do every day and I'll punch a clock. Tell me what to do every day and, and I'll have my nine to five and be, I'll be fantastic at it. I'll be the best employee you've ever had. I just know myself well enough to know that pushing through this part and getting to the next part is what makes it really good. You know, so I'm curious how, how to help I mean, maybe just relating to our entrepreneurs with that is enough, but I'm curious how I can use our experience and my experience and all my past experiences to encourage, yeah, to channel that and encourage them to keep going. I think that what we're, we've been learning to do recently is channel the, the spirit, the positivity or the, you know, stick-to-itiveness, whatever those, it's hard to put a finger on what that is, but to channel that out of us, get it out and leverage it yeah um because this is like you just said this is when it's starting to come down to the people who stick around or the people who win yep and what would you say your biggest success so far has been i have gotten back up every time i have had some huge wins and in a lot of cases those have been followed by enormous failures i have lost more money since i was about 19 years old than most people will ever make in their lives. And it has not stopped me from getting back up. That is a huge win. Because anytime you fall down, it's not it's not the fall. It's getting back up that makes you who you are. What would you say the most important failure you've had is? So back in 2007, 2008, I had 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 a, had a big success and I was looking, I was not going to make the mistake that I did the first time around. And I was going to find a way to invest my money the way that smart people, the way that wealthy people did. So I got myself a mentor. Uh, his name was Gary and he was one of the, like seven people in the world trained as this commercial real estate investment trainer, teaching classes explaining to people like how do you how do you pick a good building how do you know that it's the right location how do you put the right kind of businesses in there how do you structure these deals and so he put me through his training class and he was a very close friend of my mom's so I would call him on the phone several times a week or anytime I would find a deal and I would say hey Gary what do you think where the failure part came in is he said don't do this deal and I did it anyway because for whatever reason Mm. (laughs) 
in that moment, I was going to be smarter and I knew more about it because he didn't live in Denver and he didn't know what I knew. The reality is he was exactly right. And it took about nine months and it was an epic failure that cost me everything that I had. And at the end of that whole thing, I ended up with about $350,000 in credit card debt to make the bank whole and get out of, Mm. you know, out from under everything. And so here I am, you know, no building, no money and $350,000 in debt, plus the 240, whatever it was that I put on my house to cover the rest. And I was like, how am I here again? (laughs) And that's, that's when I figured out, I'm like, you got the mentor, but then you didn't listen. If you know anything about what happened in real estate in 2007, 2008, 2009 in this country, then you can imagine just exactly where I was sitting. So, Wow. And with all that, with that experience behind you, what is it about Rika Tech and got an app idea that's gotten you this excited to put this kind of effort out again at, you know, at the peak of a career where we could go work in corporate organizations, making the, making truly good, good money. Um, you know, what's got you excited to start building a new company all over again and knowing that you're going to have to invest a couple of years of your life? Like I said before, I have, I've built, I, I, this is my fourth successful company that I built for myself. Um, I've had a couple of companies that I helped build or started to build and then the idea just wasn't there. And so this kind of fizzled out. Um, I've built lots of startups for other people, either as a consultant or as an equity partner or whatever. And I've also worked with corporations or companies of various sizes that have a tech department that have efficiency problems or don't have revenue or they're not profitable or whatever and like fixing all those things. And I know so much about this. And the, uh, my goal in life is to dramatically reduce the number of times a person who knows me can say I spent $200,000 in five years of my life trying to get this business off the ground and I have nothing to show for it because there's so many ideas that they just, there's nowhere for them to go. And I want people, what what excites me about this is I want to give people the opportunity to find that out with as little time and money invested as possible because then they'll keep the spark You know, if it takes you five years and 200 grand and you have to mortgage your house to get to the point where you realize your business isn't viable, you're probably never going to do that again. But if you take a couple months and a few thousand dollars and figure it out, that might get you excited for whatever the next idea is. And, and, And that is what is so exciting. Like, that is what lights me up. That's what gets me out of bed every morning is like today... An entrepreneur is not going to lose their spark. They're not going to lose their retirement. They're not going to lose their marriage because I get to help them not make the mistakes that I make, that I made, or prevent some of the things that I've seen other people do in their businesses. Sounds like you want to help take the risks out of other people's risks. Yes. As much as you can. Yes. Which is, that's great because then people will be less frightened of taking a risk and who knows what they're going to invent. I know, right? Like they're going to come up with. And that's what's so exciting. It's like, you never know. Yeah. When we start out with people, they have an idea and we're, we all, we sort of evaluate it and judge it and look at it and whatever. You never know what's going to be the big one. You know, what's going to be the thing that revolutionizes the way that people think about a particular industry or the way they see something. You just never know what that's going to be. And it's so exciting. I'm not really an idea person myself. I don't, I don't, 
you know, there's people who just sit around there like, oh, that's, you know, I, I could I could turn this into this or or what if you did something like that? Like, I, I don't come up with ideas. That's not I'm an implementer. I'm an executor. I'm a tactical player. For me, getting involved with people who are idea people, that's where the fun is. Because they're like, here's the vision. I'm like, give me all the vision and then let me help you figure out how to make it happen. Because that's what I'm good at. So what profession other than this, other than geeky, techie, businessy stuff, (laughs) would you like to attempt? There was a time that I was really going out for the music business pretty hard. Um, I've been singing and dancing and doing gymnastics and cheerleading and performing since I was about four years old. I've done a ton of musical theater in in my life. Um, and I love to sing. I'm actually still the lead singer of a band today. I would love to be a rock star. I don't know that I could handle that life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there was a time for about five years when I put everything I had into doing that and pursuing that. And I did an album and I did some touring and I actually sold a fair number of CDs in Canada, which if I'd had, if I'd thought about it and had the sort of insight at the time, I probably would have toured in Canada and maybe could have built a career there. Mm. Um, But yeah, I I would really love to be a rock star. (laughs) That's awesome. Tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on. I love Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's such haters on Nickelback. I love that band. And I I loved them when they were more heavy metal and I love them when they did the transition into pop and I love the way they write their lyrics and their fun live. I mean, I went and saw Zach Brown live and I was like, could this be more boring? He stands there with that stupid beanie on his head and he's playing his guitar. And it's just boring. Nickelback's exciting. Like, I don't know why people are all haters. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know them, but I know that everybody hates <laughs> They've become a punchline. Oh yeah. That's funny. And if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? Ultimate intuition, like fully connected to your, to your inner knowingness and like fully able to hear yourself and to trust yourself, like full connection to intuition and self-awareness. You know, I mean, I think it's something that we all have. And everybody sort of taps into it with varying degrees of success and trust and faith and whatever. If I could have a superpower, that would be mine, would be to know to li- how to listen to my inner self and to trust what I hear every time. And then the little surprise question that, but uh, it's, it's too hard. I mean, it's too, it's too hard for you to answer. Honestly, what's it like to manage Daryl and Grant? <laughs> <laughs> See, we used to work for Cynthia at, at several other other companies and, uh, you know, it just, that's why we're back together, I think, is not just the, the, what we're trying to do with this company, but, um, you know, the people is everything. Um, yeah. We really love working together and she used to tell us what to do all the time. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, obviously now we're partners, so I don't, I don't really manage these guys. You know, we work together, but when I was their manager, the thing about being a successful manager, especially for um, highly technical fields is listening to people. Like the very first thing you have to do is shut your mouth and listen. Uh, Cause if you're not listening, you're doing all the talking you're missing all the all the cues and all the all the information that people are trying to give you about how to make them successful. You know, your job as a manager is to move obstacles. It's to get as much 
cruft out of the way as possible so that people can do the thing that they're talented at, that they're passionate about, that they're really great at, the thing you hired them for. And they can do it brilliantly when they know that you've got you've got their back. And that it, it can be taught. I think management skills can be taught. But I think a lot of the people that we find who are natural entrepreneurs and naturally successful at running a business innately and intuitively have these skills. You know, you, you, you rarely have to give them that sort of coaching about what's missing for their people, you know, because they see it and they intuitively are trying to, oh, you know what, let me, you don't need to be doing that. Let you, you go focus on that thing you're really good at. It's been great spending this time with you and getting to know you and uh, hope everybody has enjoyed it. And that's it for Regatech and the GodAndAppIdea.com. This episode of Incubate This was brought to you by GodAndAppIdea.com in partnership with Rika Technologies and The Rika Show. Visit us at rikatech.com for more fun with technology or at godandappidea.com for more tips, tricks, strategies, and advice.